0: Hi and welcome to Emerging Markets today. Hi everyone, I'm your host, Ana Paula Picasso. I'm here with Sebastian Holstrom. He is the circular lead of Inrego. Inrego is a company that specializes in electronic waste. So we talked about the impact of e waste in emerging markets how emerging markets can actually leapfrog from the linear economy to a more sustainable and circular economy
1: there's definitely possibilities here for both developed countries but also emerging to actually leapfrog don't go down the path of the linear economy, but actually to really rethink the way we do things today and rethink the way we consume and produce.
0: Hope you guys enjoyed this interview and don't forget to go and check it out, emergingmarkets.today, and follow us on Twitter at todayemerging. I just want to start uh, thanking you, Sebastian. I'm here with Sebastian Holström from a company called Inrego. Um, hi, Sebastian.
1: Hi, Anna. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem, no problem. Where are you calling from right now?
1: I'm call- calling from Uppsala, uh, from Sweden.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of close because I'm more up north than you. And it's at uh, the moment's minus 25 degree. So it's it's beautiful. I'm in the mountains, but it's very cold.
1: That sounds like a really great place to be at right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. So Sebastian, my first question is in ego, you guys deal with electronic waste or e-waste. And we so I invited you to come to the Emerging Markets Today podcast is to talk about e-waste and their impact in developing countries but first let's start with basics what's electronic waste what do you classify as e-waste
1: well e-waste is basically what what cannot be used anymore Uh, the electronic waste that's getting recycled or not recycled and uh, e-waste is actually the fastest growing waste stream, not only in Europe, but globally. Right. So it's growing faster and faster. And in some regards, it's really great because a lot of people are getting access to technology that they weren't before. But the problem with okay. e-waste is just growing and will keep on growing.
0: And where the e-waste comes from mostly are from households, are from companies,
1: it is really a mix between those mm-hmm. uh, w- when we look at uh, electronics for example in in sweden we have a lot of a big uh, private sector who buys a lot of electronics but but it's uh, it's both from the private companies but also from households uh, and if you look at emerging markets there's a mix between uh, that electronics gets imported to these countries, but also that they are using more and more electronics. And uh, that is is of course good, as well as challenging in regards to making sure that it ends up at the right place.
0: I saw you, uh, actually I heard you in another podcast you recorded, there are some hotspots for electronic waste. So, I mean, the countries that receive more electronic waste, am I right to think that?
1: They do. And uh, there's also a problem with uh, these countries that they do not have the type of recycling which is needed. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a few different countries all around. For example, India is one of them that doesn't have that. Uh, There's a few countries in, in Asia and also in Africa, mainly pretty much those and what what we do at Enrego is that we reuse electronics and we sell them all around the globe but we make sure not to sell them to these kinds of countries because we don't know where the electronics would end up
0: so what would you what you, would you guys do what would what would be the criteria for you guys to sell the electronic waste and do you know what happens In this, in those countries that don't have the recycling facilities, do people use them again? Do they refurbish, refurbish those electronics and use it? What do you know? What happened?
1: With our own electronics, we always make sure only to sell functioning products, products that are made to be reused once again, and that it has a quality and that it will live at least another lifespan. So that is what we try to do. Uh, and we make sure that it's sold countries which handle electronic waste uh, in a better way, and also exclude the, the worst ones. Uh, so it's, it, it's, it's different there. So we set some types of policies for ourselves that these type yeah. of countries, we could sell to them legally, but we don't do that because we don't know where they would end
0: mm-hmm. up. And which are the good countries? The good ones you sell,
1: you sell well, to. There, there is a lot of uh, good ones. We actually sell to ninety countries globally. Uh, okay. So we are a Swedish-based company, based in uh, outside of Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, we opened up a new factory in Finland just uh, recently, but uh, we sell to the North America, to South America, a lot in Africa, uh, Russia, Asia. So we sell pretty much all over globe and uh, I think that the reuse of IT is really a global market where we also we sell to a lot of other com- countries from Sweden but we also buy from a lot of other countries to resell in Sweden as well
0: oh really which countries
1: well it can be pretty much all over Europe uh, from and uh, other continents as well because what is actually if you look at reused IT, the demand for reused IT is higher than the supply on the market. So that means we have more people in Sweden that want reused IT than the IT we actually buy back from companies. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to import from UK, other countries in Europe and uh, even North America and uh, Asia. And uh, we import from those countries, we take them to our factory, we fix them up, and then we sell them again, uh, both mm-hmm. in Sweden and also in other countries.
0: I just want to go back to what you mentioned about those countries that would cons- be considered by you guys as the bad but bad, bad guys <laughs> that don't have um, the recycling facilities. Do you know what, what happened with... Um, they buy those, not probably not from you, but from other companies that sell to them. What happens to their e-waste?
1: Well, yeah. I, I just guess that most of us have seen documentaries about uh, electronics and, the, the, and news about how electronics is handled in a bad way. And that's the mm-hmm. case in a lot of, of these countries. And, uh, but in some regards, it's, it's, they are not. And it's, it's difficult because these countries are in demand of good IT, but they don't have the perfect infrastructure for handling it right now. So it's a, mm-hmm. a complicated situation. Uh, and we, we have also seen that in the last years, China, for example, said that they will not import waste anymore from other countries.
0: Why did they say that?
1: Because they, they, they simply don't want the rest of the world's problem and mm-hmm. uh, to take care of that. Southeast Asia was looking to do the same uh, East Africa was trying to look on a proposed ban on importing textiles. Uh-huh. And all of this is of course on non-functioning products. We really need to make a difference between functioning products, uh, products that are made to being reused and products that are discarded and, yeah. uh, products that will not be reused once again. And, uh, because the reuse, is of course of importance to these countries we sell a lot to different African countries where we make sure that they get qualitative products cheaper than they would if they will buy new ones and it can go to for example schools in Africa to enable them with the mm-hmm. with technology so yes.
0: yes yeah I wanted to actually I wanted to ask about the functioning electronics, not just those, uh, they are discarded. Um, so it, you think it's a positive thing that we perhaps for us here in, in Europe or in developing countries, we tend to change our phones every year. And, but for more developing countries like emerging markets would be a good thing to have good still good functioning electronics
1: definitely we we can see that uh, the electronics that we we get uh, can sometimes be reused one time and then another time after that so after a computer or a phone has done its first life cycle it has a lot of time left living and uh, i I believe also that, that we for example here in sweden can use a little bit older things as well so when when i joined in rego uh, last year i got an iphone 7 in some regards there is not a demand for for example iphone 4 in sweden right now but they can function really well they can live another life and they can do that uh, not in sweden because swedes are not interested but in other european countries and outside of that and it's important that we prolong the lifetime for as long as possible
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah actually i've heard of companies uh, in argentina some of them in brazil as well uh they buy refer they buy phones and they refurbish or if the phone when i say refurbish probably they have okay functioning phone maybe changing the screen if it's cracked some things like that and they resell it they resell it either online or in, with different means yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, it is really a global market the reuse of electronics market and uh, as i said we import something to sweden which we sell here we export other things and uh, we really see that the reuse of electronics is growing globally pretty much everywhere as you said in brazil in in africa in asia pretty much Mm -hmm. everywhere it's growing and it's interesting because it's growing because used electronics has a lot of value and through reusing it you can really collect that value instead of simply recycling it where you will simply get a fraction of the embedded value from the computer Mm -hmm. or a smartphone so it it is simply about Keeping the materials and the value intact for as long as possible.
0: And also, it gives more access to people that perhaps don't could afford to buy a brand new phone or brand new smartphone and then buy a smartphone for the first time.
1: Absolutely. And uh, if you look at this question, it's, it's a bit complicated because, uh, on one hand, you want to give access to, to everyone on a planet with. Uh, good technology that works fine and uh, for them to be able to connect globally. But on the other hand, you have the growing e-waste, which is a huge problem. Uh, And I really think when we start to look at things in regards of economics and jobs creations, we also get other people in the sustainability people to listen. And uh, we really need to get everyone abroad on this. And to do do that, we needed to talk about how the economists will shift depending on this. And if we can sell the narrative of the jobs created, then we have a lot lot to win. And uh, there's really so much benefits to kickstart the circular economy. And uh, all the electronics that is getting recycled when it could be reused, it's... uh, not good to see at all. We would like to reuse all of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because the, this question is more nuanced than we think is not just classify any waste as a bad waste or any, or any electronic waste as a bad waste, because it does come some good on that. Obviously we need to be more mindful, especially in developing countries where more, more we can recycle and use
1: Definitely, uh, the circular economy really can help emerging markets to grow, but to f- further grow in a sustainable way, mm-hmm. and going from waste streams to income streams, and actually think about things in terms of value. But of course, we cannot simply just put all our problems to these countries and the different kinds of waste that cannot be reused. Mm-hmm. We, we need to make sure that it is the things that actually gets reused and uh, has possibilities to be reused even after that.
0: It goes to the expression that emerging markets can leapfrog to a more sustainable environment.
1: Definitely, they can jump over a lot of steps we have gone gone through in the linear economy. And uh, as as you were into really leapfrog and take this advantages uh, and to to make it to their advantage that they are in the forefront of the circular economy Mm -hmm. because uh, as you you know in the decades and hundreds of years we have seen outsourcing of jobs going from for example sweden europe to all over the world because it's Mm -hmm. cheaper to produce there one thing i have seen in the last few years is that back sourcing is becoming a little bit more interesting because we are seeing now that uh, automated automation you can create more with, with less labor here in sweden for example mm-hmm. so which countries will get the circular jobs i think that will be the battle of this decade for people to be able to create jobs and make sure that they are uh, circular as well, because the, the, the circular jobs will be the future. And there was a this study looking at Norway, that only mm-hmm. Norway with electronics, they could create 25,000 jobs only based on their electronics. So imagine this globally, there's a lot of jobs that will be created and uh, different governments, which put the right incentives in place, will have a lot to win. Because uh, they will be able to both foster domestic companies, but also maybe get other companies to come to their place and uh, have their factory.
0: Can you just give us an example of how a recyclable or how a functioning electronic would benefit a community?
1: Well, there's a a lot of ways it works. can do that uh, as we were into that the, the circular economy reuse really both have a value creation, but also skills development right. factor to it. That uh, through actually producing a new one, it doesn't take as much labor mm-hmm. as it does to reusing. So the, the reusing economy really creates a lot of jobs locally. For example, we. Are based in sweden we have a factory here and we employ hundreds of people here to actually do this in practice and there are places like that all over the world as you mentioned there are places uh, in brazil doing this and uh, to actually create jobs locally uh, both Mm -hmm. maybe lower skilled jobs but also really high-skilled jobs, because what the people are doing when they're fixing the the different computers and smartphones, it's uh, incredible to uh, what knowledge you need to have to actually do that in practice. Mm-hmm, yes. And uh, so I think I think you can look upon the circular economy, especially. If, well, both for the developed countries but also the emerging from do, different, different kind of ways. Both it's the economical one to keep products in use for as long as possible and the embedded value. But it's also the jobs mm-hmm. to, to both create jobs and uh, to keep jobs. Because in the linear economy where we're making things, we're using them, we're throwing them away. Right. We're reinventing that right now. And the question here is, where will the future circular jobs emerge? And a lot of those are up for grabs for countries, governments who are putting the right things into place to really foster a circular economy.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think the creating of jobs aspect is very important, especially in emerging markets. So now, Sebastian, do you talk a little bit about Enrigo when did you guys start?
1: So we started 25 years ago. We have been doing oh, this wow. since 1995. And uh, we were created basically because our founders saw that students were not, uh, were not able to get computers to a good price. Mm-hmm. And that made sure, that made so students in Sweden at that time didn't have the technology to really do their, their study in the best way possible. So it created, we were created through this uh, that people should be able to have access to technology. And that is part of our mission still today, that we want to enable technology to people all around the world. And uh, so we started 25 years ago, Mm -hmm. but we're seeing a rapid growth right now because the circular economy is on everybody's lips right now. And from the EU to to China and, there's a lot of emerging markets which their nations has, uh, their governments have have it in their strategies. In, for the future, we're really seeing an upswing to reuse, and uh, it's really interesting to be part of that. And uh, I joined in Rego last year, and uh, my role of this is uh, I'm a circular circular strategy lead. So I'm I'm driving the sustainability questions internally, but also I'm uh, a part of our international expansion and uh, making sure that people know about the value that reuse creates, both economically, jobs-wise, but also for the climate. Because uh, the best thing you can do to decrease your climate impact from electronics
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number
1: one, to use your IT for longer. Use it for as long as you can. Repair it if it's possible. And when you're done, make sure it's reused. Actually, 80% of the carbon footprint comes from pr- the production phase, and it's only about 13% in the use phase. If you look at computers today, okay. so the, the the electricity part of it is not the biggest, uh, which some people still think it is. So it's actually the production in which we need to rethink the way we do today and ensure that it lives longer. And that's uh, what we at Enrega have done every day for 25 years now. And uh, our mission is just getting bigger and bigger. And uh, right now there's a lot of focus on mm-hmm. the international expansion.
0: And which markets are you guys planning to expand?
1: Well, f- first off, we're... Having a factory in Finland right now as we speak. Uh, mm-hmm. It's getting started any day now, if not, it hasn't already been. And uh, we will also go into a few more markets uh, physically with uh, office and factory there. But it's not quite, we don't, we don't know quite which ones yet. But okay. we already act globally today from Sweden okay because the uh, the it reuse industry is so global so we also buy a lot of things to sweden we import and uh, also sell to other countries Uh, so in some ways we're already global we -hmm. handle it from all all over the world but we want to expand even more and uh, physically as well
0: do you have any strategy for emerging markets
1: we, we, are, we are looking to that and uh, we're already working with a few emerging markets and, uh, and doing that today uh, we'll not go there physically in the coming years uh, but, but we have a lot of partnerships with uh, different kinds of they're called itads in this industry uh, with different kinds of those actors globally and in emerging markets. So we are already working there uh, and we'll probably keep on expanding to these areas. And uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of great companies which we are collaborating with in these countries.
0: Okay, great. That sounds very good. And uh, if someone wants to hear more about Enrigo, how do they reach to you?
1: Well, I'll put you... some
0: link in the description. I I will put some link in the description, but if you uh, just explain a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think the easiest way is to search for me at LinkedIn, uh, Sebastian Holmstrom at Rego and write me a message. I'm on Twitter as well, and uh, it's the the same handle there. So any way possible. And there's nothing more I love to than to talk about the circular economy. So I would be happy.
0: Yeah. If anyone out there in in emerging markets uh, or not, just give Sebastian a shout on LinkedIn. I think that's the best way nowadays, isn't it? And also, yeah, thank you so much, Sebastian. Definitely. We need to think about more our consumption of electronics, um, change the mindset of a disposable culture that we have here some things we take for granted and change our mindset to recycling and reusing and hopefully circular economy you'll be second nature in a few years.
1: Thank you very much Anna and uh, definitely there's definitely possibilities here for both developed countries but also emerging to actually leapfrog don't go down the path of the linear economy but actually to really rethink the way we do things today and rethink the way we consume and produce things because that's really what we need to do going forward
0: definitely definitely thank you sebastian speak to you soon perfect
1: thank you very much Jana.